Yo, welcome to week one of the Goat Level Podcast. Yo, I'm your host, Van Pugh. You know what to do, man. I'm going to try to do this week by week, once a week. This week, I'm keep it pretty simple. I'm going to talk about the Jordan versus LeBron thing, even though it seems like everyone has an opinion on it. All the major sports shows, all the small podcasts, every, everyone has an opinion on it. I, I'm just going to give my opinion on it for hopefully the last time, hopefully first and last time. So I'm going to get into that. Then I'll briefly recap my time at the Final Four, along with a little weird story I have. I guess weird, very weird. But let's get into it, man. The big thing is, I was looking at this guy's Twitter page called Sports Talk Woj, a.k.a. Dr. Barry McCockiner. I don't know. He comes off pretty trollish to me, man. But but he's funny, though. You know, he was pretty much breaking down the bad boy Pistons defense on Michael Jordan. He basically was saying it was overrated. His whole thing is that Michael Jordan's competition was pretty bad it didn't compare to what lebron has to face today it's not the first time i've heard something like this though like shannon sharp sharp has said this other people have said it but this guy like really broke down the bad boy piss and he had like a series of video clips they were funny because they kind of look like some of the plays today honestly like it wasn't anything special pretty much that's what he was getting at <laughs> he showed a picture of bill lambeer he's he made him Looked like he was just some skinny little punk, man. It, it was it was it was some funny stuff. You really gotta check out his Twitter page. It's, it's at Sports Talk Woj. He's hilarious, yo. But for real though, I decided to look for myself, but I only looked at like one game. I don't know why this game was interesting to me. It was the 1990 Bulls versus Pistons game seven. So I decided to look at that a little bit. Now the Bulls lost like 90 to 73 or something like that. Only scored 73 points. Okay, Jordan had 31, 8, and 9. He basically had a triple-double. There's only one other person in double figures. That was Horace Grant. Scottie Pippen was 1 for 10. 7 for 13, but he was 7 for 13 in game 6. On the other side, you had like 5 or 6 people in double figures for the Pistons. John Sally had 5 blocks. He literally looked like Dwight Howard. I'll get to him later, by the way. I mean, Isaiah Thomas almost had a triple-double. Aguirre had a double-double. Okay, Jordan had 31, but he's 13 of 27, which is not bad. But if you look at that clip, man, if you look at that game, there were quite a few contested shots. Sometimes you get in the lane, and, you know, they stripped the ball. They blocked the ball. I think Isaiah Thomas had a nice block on Jordan this one time. But Jordan still got his. But the point is, is that, I mean, it's a team game. It's, it's, a, it's a team game. But I also looked at the 2009 Magic versus Cavs. Look at LeBron. Once again, I don't know why I picked that game. It was just another game LeBron lost early in the playoffs. That team had like 66 wins and then they choked in the playoffs. I look at that game. The Magic were 46% from three. Plus the White Howard had 40 and 14. LeBron was 6, 26, 7, and 7. I mean, these guys needed help. So back to the Cavs versus Bad Boy Pistons thing. Will LeBron survive in that era? I mean, why not? I mean, I think he would go off too. Because you look at it, the Pistons in 1989, that was their best team, right? That was their best team. So they were tied for first in three-point percentage defense, second in field goal percentage defense, second in points allowed. 
So they were, you look at basketball reference, they were one, two, and three in a lot of categories. So they were, as expected, a great defensive team. However, the three-point numbers are funny because I also looked at how many threes were attempted. I mean, it's common knowledge that they didn't really take threes back in the 80s, in the early 90s. The league high was 1,147, taken by the New York Knicks, which is actually pretty interesting to me because, you know, their best player was Patrick Ewing, and he's a post player. I don't know how they take 1,000 threes with Patrick Ewing, but whatever. Anyway, they weren't really shooting the three, which is why I kind of would say I'm leaning towards LeBron being able to survive the bad boy pissing. He wouldn't destroy them like Sports Talk Woe says. He wouldn't destroy them because you got to look at it. The Pistons had a bunch of guys, 6'11", 7 feet. John Solly was like 6'11". I mean, sure, it looked like Lambert was skinny, but he was 6'11". Dawkins was 6'11". James Edwards was seven feet. They had a lot of length, bro. You weren't just going to come into the lane. Yeah, so some of them guys were skinny, but you weren't just going to come into the lane with all that length, man. It's That's a lot of length. Even with Dennis Rodman, he's 6'7". But he was like 2'10". Okay, LeBron probably would have handled them. Aguirre was 6'6", 245. A lot more girth. Only two inches shorter than LeBron. I think you would have put him on LeBron. And that, that might have made a difference. If the Pistons guarding LeBron, I think they do the same thing as Jordan. They do the same thing. However, the problem is, say if the Pistons were playing some of LeBron's best teams. Let's take the 2016 Cavs, the ones that beat the Warriors. So you mean to tell me you're going to sell out to stop LeBron? You got Kevin Love, Kyrie, JR, Shump, Deli, Jefferson, and Fry? Yeah. That's, that's a lot of shooters, man. I don't know if you really sell out to stop LeBron then. I mean, the way they think, you got to protect the pain and with that length. I mean, they'd make it tough on LeBron, but I mean, it wouldn't be any different from Jordan, man. But at the end of the day, the point is, like I said before, it's a team game. It is a team game. He would have had trouble, like the younger LeBron would have had trouble with the Pistons. But as he got older, he would have dominated them, especially if they played him man-to-man. The best they could do man-to-man is put Aguirre on him. Rodman would have been too skinny. Lambert too slow. Joe Dumas too small. So you'd have to play some sort of matchup zone, like on some UConn women's type stuff. So all that, you know, saying LeBron wouldn't survive in the bad boy era or in Force Talk Woe's situation, saying how he would have destroyed the bad boy Pistons and any other tough opponent Jordan had. Point is, to basically prove that LeBron's better than Jordan. That's what it's coming down to. And you know what, man? I'm leaning towards LeBron being better than Jordan, but I don't know, man. It's just tough, man. When you watch Jordan, he's just amazing, man. How he just got such a fluid mid-range jumper. How he, every other play is, is just amazing. Like, the way he gets to the rim, the way he attacks the rim. It's just, it's just hard to say, man. Really want to go with LeBron because he can defend all five positions. And, you know, he's 6'8", like 230 or something. I don't know. It's really built. It's kind of a machine, man. Like, and just never really seen anything like him, though. Just never seen anything like him. And he's 15 years in the league, and it doesn't look like he's slowing down at all. Well, he's 6'8", 6'9". I mean, that's crazy. Someone 6'8", 6'9", doing the things that he's doing. And it seemed like he keep getting better with age, at least offensively. I don't know about defensively. 
Because I've seen him get cooked defensively the past year or two, and he can defend when he really wants to. When it's really on the line, he, he'll defend. Sure, the finals, his finals losses are pretty inexcusable, but man, it's just, it's tough, man. It's a team game. Same thing with Jordan. It's a team game, man. It's a team game. You know, at the end of the day, you're going to need your teammates. That's why I watched the 90 game seven. I mean, Jordan had damn near half their points. That's why they lost. That's why they lost. I mean, even in game six of that series, Craig Hodges, Craig Hodges had 21 off the bench or 19 off the bench. In that game, he didn't even crack double figures in that game seven. So it's a, it's a team game. I mean, sure, I'll get a slight edge to LeBron, but it's just, it's, they're both like legendary. You can make a case for both of them. I'll just get a slight edge to LeBron, but I'll throw another name in there, KD. KD, man, if he wasn't getting hurt, injuries. Injuries is the big thing with KD. If he didn't have these injuries, if he didn't have the thing where he went from OKC to Golden State, trust me, I think he'd be in a conversation. Like, he's taller than LeBron, has longer arms. To be honest, I don't know why. He isn't more of a rim protector. He could easily get, he could easily lead the league in blocks with his long arms and stuff. He could easily bother anybody with length, which is why I was such a beast with KD on, on 2K because I just, I shut anybody down because, you know, he has that quickness and long arms and stuff. Sure, he's kind of skinny, but, you know, he can definitely bother people with length. And offensively, he's just amazing. He makes it look so easy, you know, inside, outside. He's like 6'11". He's 6'11". And he's doing all this. So basically, all those guys I mentioned in the Bad Boy Pistons who were 6'11", 7 feet, just imagine them having ball handling skills and offensive game like Kevin Durant. Oh, my God. He would have definitely been able to compete with those LeBron teams for sure. But, you know, they ain't make them like KD. They, they, they just don't. They just don't. Sure, you know, Giannis looks like him, kind of. But he can't shoot like KD, man. He can't shoot like KD. He's just not. I think one year KD was like 90, 60, 30, whatever you call it. Whatever you call it when you're like 90% from free throw line, you're like 30% from three, and like 60% from two, something like that. I don't know what's it called, but he was that. And he's 6'11". Like, come on. He's just, he's a beast. But him going to Golden State instead of staying in OKC and clearly probably winning a title. Well, no, not clearly, probably. No, clearly winning a title the next year if he stayed with OKC, that's going to haunt him. The main thing is injuries. And also the way he played when Westbrook was out against Memphis, that really hurt me. Like, he could have definitely submitted his legacy there. The Golden State thing and the injuries, it's just too much to overcome for him being the GOAT. They're always going to put 10, 15 people ahead of him. And KD is just amazing. When it's all said and done, he's definitely a Hall of Famer. But he's just to get more consideration for what he's done for the game of basketball. He's just amazing. And no, I'm not saying that because he grew up 10 minutes from me. Just watch this guy, man. KD is amazing. I know Oklahoma people, oh, don't don't even start. I know, I know y'all don't like him. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, man, dude, you can't deny his basketball ability. I swear to God, son. The motherfucker nice, bro. Dude is nice. I, I promise. Now, the final four. So, the women's final four. So, I went. I went. It was in Columbus. Yes, it was better than the guys' final four. I mean, and the guys' final four was more expensive. And it was in Minneapolis, right? I've always wanted to go to Minneapolis. But, you know, I went to Columbus, visited my college friend, Zach. 
It was good to see him. It was good to hang out at his house and meet his cat and his family and stuff. You know, it was a fun experience, man. Them first two games were exciting. Both games came down to the wire. And Mississippi State, Louisville, I mean, the tide turned when they shut down Asia Durr. They put Danbury on her. It was a wrap. So that game came down to the end. That was a controversial ending because maybe Tierra McCowan fouled Miles Hines Island. Maybe she fouled her. Maybe she didn't. Whatever. That was a great ending. The UConn-Notre Dame ending, the way Notre Dame got up five and then they choked, and then they went into overtime. They choked again. And then Agumba Wale hits a shot and races all that. And they in the championship, man. Then, you know, I'm having fun with Zach. I went to the Columbus crew game. They lost. They choked too. <laughs> that was interesting. We hung out. We watched the men's final four, which was a joke. We could barely watch it and sit still. Like it was it was that much of a joke. Next day, do our regular Easter stuff, except go to church. Then we have dinner and go to Turning Town, enjoy that. Then it's the game. Well, it was the end of Turning Town. We was just walking around seeing what it was about. It looked nice. It's something I'd probably do or one day take my kids to when I get older, if I have kids. Or, hell, it might not even be kids. It might be somebody else's kids, man. Looked like a good, great place to take the kids. And I was excited about all that basketball. I wanted to show somebody up out there. But, hey, man, it's fine. The main purpose was to get there, walk around, see what it was about. I mean, I guess it was the very end, so we missed all the celebrities. And actually, we did see Mariah Jefferson. She was signing autographs. If you know who Mariah Jefferson is, she played for UConn. So, but back to the actual game. And it was, what, Notre Dame, Mississippi State? Yeah, that joint was fire. It was a good chess match after Mississippi State looked like they was going to run Notre Dame out of the building. They didn't. They let Notre Dame come back because Notre Dame got physical. They got physical. They were getting pushed around at first. Agumba Wale, I couldn't recognize her. That other girl, I think her last name is Young. She wore number five. She was, they was all up in her too. So these two were getting punked. And then they finally stepped up and they took it to Mississippi State. What was really disappointing is Tara McCowan, even though, yeah, she had another double-double at like another, what, 16 and 15 games, something like that. Sure, you know, she got her numbers, but she just, she still missed a lot of shots. She missed some free throws and she fouled out. So it's like, man, all them times a Goomba Wale got to the rim, I was just begging Tierra McCowan to send her stuff to the other side of Ohio. She never did. And then what made it so bad was Jessica Shepard, number 23, who Tierra McCowan has a clear size advantage over. Shepard, she had 19. She had 19. I'm like, what? What is this? It's kind of disappointing. Like, Tara McCowan still has a lot of room to grow. She's still All-American. I still enjoyed watching her play, but I was a little disappointed. So, Notre Dame won. They were the tougher team. That shot by Goomba Wale with the hand in her face. Well, apparently, I guess she got a wrist hit. It was a great shot. I, I stood there in shock for a good 30 seconds to a minute. It was pandemonium. Man, it was an amazing finish. Those are the three of the best games I've ever seen. I became fans of some some ladies out there, man. Like Mayberry. Mayberry, I love her toughness. Love her toughness. She was taking it to Morgan Williams. Sure, she may have fouled her on that last play, but she was taking it to her. She was being physical with her. She wasn't going to let her do what she did last year. 
Yeah, I like Marina Mayberry. I think she's coming back too. Agumba Wale is a beast. Yeah, her brother played for Wisconsin. I've been hating on her brother and stuff, but whatever. It, it doesn't change the fact that she's an absolute beast and Kobe knows it. You know, he talked about it on Twitter. Who else on that team? That girl, young, number five, beast. And she's coming back. Jessica Shepard surprised me. She just didn't care. She just was tough. She was not afraid of Tierra McCowan at all. And she just proved to be tougher. You know what I'm saying? It's that whole team. I guess you can't count out uh, Muffet McGraw. She's just been at this a long time. And she's been doing this a long time. And she looks fly. She looks always be looking fly. I swear, some of these female coaches in women's basketball, they be looking fly, son. And she wanted them. But for real, like, it was a good experience. It was a great experience. Which leads me to the LaChina Robinson mystery. See, this is the weird story I had. Before we went to Turney Town, we was walking. We was trying to find our way to to the convention center after, you know, being in front of Nationwide where the players come in and all that. After we did all that, we went to the convention center to check out Turney Town. While we were walking, I don't know what street this is that runs parallel to the convention center. We were on that street, and I happened to look back, and there's some girl walking beside us with her friend. She, like, towers over all of us. She towers over me and Zach. Zach's, like, 5'11 or so. I'm six feet. This girl towers over us. And not only does she tower over us, she kind of catches my eye. She's cute. And I noticed she had, like, these blonde highlights. I'm like, okay, she's looking good. So I look back again. I was like, okay, she's really cute. Then I can't stop looking at the girl. We cross the street, me and Zach. I'm talking to Zach while at the same time looking back at this girl. And then I realize while she's posing for pictures, I kind of laugh at that because I was like, <laughs> she's got to posing for the gram, you know? That was the funny part. But I can't stop looking back at her. Not only does she look good, I was like, wait a minute, is that LaChina Robinson? I mean, it's kind of mashed up. And I kind of forget about it temporarily. And then, you know, we go in Turney Town and I see the list of events for the little stage they had. And I see LaChina Robinson's name. And then I think about it again. I was like, what's that LaChina Robinson? And now, you know, now that I left Columbus, I can't let it go. Now, this is what really makes it worse. I go to Instagram. I look at her Instagram and I see she has some pictures with the little black and gold hair thing going on. And I'm like, yo, I'm like, wait a minute. Kind of looks like the girl I saw. I'm like, dog, that might have been her. And she takes a picture. And then I see a picture of her in fuzzies. The street we were on, we were in front of fuzzies. There's a fuzzies across the street from the convention center. So I was like, man, maybe that really was her. See, the problem is I don't recognize her in street clothes. It's like the Lauren Chamberlain thing. Every time I saw Lauren Chamberlain on campus, I didn't recognize her. It may have taken me like 20, 30 seconds to recognize it was Lauren Chamberlain. I did not recognize that girl outside of TV or outside her uniform. It took me forever to realize her, even without makeup. Like, I just did not recognize Lauren Chamberlain at all as a regular student, bro. This is like the same thing with LaChina Robinson. Her in street clothes, it just didn't compute in my mind. Because every time I see her on TV... She got makeup and she's in a dress or something. Like, if that was her, I just didn't recognize her in them street clothes. But was it her, though? Because the time this happened, it was like at 4.30. So it's like 4.30, 4.15, the game's at 6. So I assume maybe she was in the stadium getting ready to 
report on a game or something, you know, because she works for ESPN. I was figuring she's inside of the game. You know, what is she doing out here? But maybe I was wrong. I don't know. This is going to continue to eat up because if it was her, I missed a big opportunity to meet her, say hi, and possibly shoot my shot. <laughs> shoot my shot. Yeah, yeah, man. You you know I ain't. You know I wouldn't have done that. But, you know, it would have been nice to think about, you know. But, or if it wasn't her, this whole thing is just completely ridiculous. And I pretty much just wasted like 10, 15 minutes talking about it. But yeah, that's, that's the mystery that... I'll probably forever think about it is what it is. So, man, but overall, a great experience at the women's final four. I would love to go to Tampa, but it's probably not happening is what it is. I got other things to go to like OU Texas, like UCLA OU next year. Even this week, you got the Blue Jackets versus the Capitals. I'm hyped about that. I hope the Caps win. We got to get to the Penguins and we got to exterminate them and then win the conference final. Hopefully, this is the year. We've been saying it every year, though. We'll see. The Penguins can damn their three-peat. Why can't we? I mean, I don't see why not. We'll see. We got Columbus. I haven't started trash talking to Zach yet. He's a Columbus fan, but we'll see. I'm not going to do too much talking. Just going to wait and see. Yeah, that's, that's all I have. Next episode, I'll probably just talk about the Nationals recap. The Nationals games I saw in person, because that's what I'm going to start doing. I'll probably talk about other things like the playoffs and maybe the NFL draft, but definitely about the Nationals for sure. You know, we'll just see. But until next time, man, I'm out. Peace.